welcome to this week's edition of the Raider Power Podcast. My name's Evan, and with me is Moss Man. How you doing today, Chris? Man, I'm doing cool. Um, I'm a little bit cold here. I'm uh, in Connecticut, actually. Just was Connecticut. In New- yeah, I was in New York for a few days, and I was in Boston uh, working on some wine, uh, doing some wine Ooh. tastings up in uh, New Jersey with the, the Dandy team. Um, but yeah, man, I need to get back to California because I'm freezing my balls off out here. I love it, man. I love it, man. Well, season two, episode four, we're running a two-man crew this week. Had a little trouble uh, making our schedule sync with Ryan, so Chris, you and I will take this one. But let's start off, man. What was your impressions uh, for the game against UTEP? How do you think we looked? Well, Evan, uh, you're going to be able to give a better and more in-detail opinion about Texas Tech versus UTEP. But I've watched the condensed game um, about three times. And, you know, I think that, you know, that, you know, the first game was Montana State. We showed a ton of improvement. I think our expectations were kind of, for, for me anyway, were might have been a little low for this year. Sure. And that Montana State game um, exceeded my expectations. So I was kind of riding high on this football team's uh, prospects for the season. And I think the game against UTEP kind of, you know, made me question a few things. Um, first off, our offensive line, I know Jack Anderson's out. Um, looked like he was the, the pocket was collapsing around Bowman constantly, and he was having to get the ball out quick, uh, sure. which he did a good job. I mean, don't get me wrong, he did a good job. Um, our offense looked, you know, good. I mean, it looked good. We were, you know, we we're kind of just doing these, uh, you know, fast, <laughs> short uh, pass plays. Our running game didn't look as strong as it did against Montana State. Um, you know, there was an amazing pass by Bowman, the TJ Vasher that, I mean, it was incredible. It was like, what, 40-yard pass? And, sure. uh, yeah, I mean, all around, I'm going to give them a, a B for that game. Like, our defense played really well, but it was against UTEP. Our offense seemed like our offense seemed like it, it, they were playing, you know, pretty, pretty good. But, like, I, I wasn't blown away by them. So I'll give them a solid B. It was a good win for the boys. So we're, we're, we're going to be tested against Arizona. So, you know, this week we're really going to see, you know, where we, we are at. And uh, I think that's probably the best, um, you know, uh, the best uh, overall uh, wrap-up I can do for that game since I was not there. So, you know, I'm, I would rather hear your opinion about it. Yeah, Chris, I think that's I think that's totally fair. Um, I think B overall is is a fair fair rating. I'd give our defense an A, and I think we should kind of hit it in segments. Maybe talk on offense, defense, special teams, all that. But I wasn't super impressed with our offense this game, to be honest. I was a little disappointed in our tempo. Bowman didn't look as good as I wanted him to. Um, you know, he put up some decent Why yardage. That? Had that really bad. You know. I, part of it again is what we talked about last week. You know, if it's if it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. We didn't really have to be super risky uh, with our offensive play calling. You know, we saw a lot of a lot of screen plays uh, that worked really well, uh, but Bowman just didn't look like the you know potential Big Twelve and really national All Star that he can be against UTEP. I thought our run game was decent. Um, but not not as good as it should have been. But defensively, man, we we look like we can we can beat up anybody in the country right now on the defensive side of the ball, which is so weird com- compared to previous years 
uh, for many, many years. I'd never, I'd never think that I would say that our defense is kind of making their mark and, and carrying the team. But I really think that right now our defense is outplaying our offense, no question. So what, what made you so impressed about our defense? I mean, I, I really, I thought our, our tackling was really good in open space, which it hasn't been years past. But we're playing, we're playing UTEP, so you know I yeah. can't really say and our I, defense is good enough to compete with anyone <clears> in the country because they're just playing kind of these cupcake teams to put in. No, you know, no, that, and Matt that's, Wells that's fair. Terms. That's fair, and you you can only judge on on what they're playing against, right? But yeah, you know we, we still held them to 131 yards of total offense. Jordan Brooks looks like an absolute monster. You know, in some some categories, he's he's one of the leading defensive players in stopping the run in the nation. Um, we yeah, held UTEP. UTEP. <laughs> and I know, I know that, but you know, we're going to, let's reevaluate after next week. But again, we're, we're doing what we can. It's not like UTEP we're, we're scrubs, especially in the backfield, you know, uh, their running back is really solid and we did an excellent job at stopping the run. Um, and you know, we held them to quite a few three and outs, uh, again, in this game. I just thought that overall, uh, our, our defense looked, looked pretty solid. What impressed you most about it? Like the ability to stop the run. Absolutely. Ability to stop the run. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, and our, I thought our tackling was amazing. That, that was one thing that I've not under Cliff Kingsbury. It seemed like we were getting having broken tackles all the time. Just like yep. they, those quick pass plays to the outside. We have an open tackle. Maybe they would get two yards, but we would never get that tackle. And they would, you know, get eight, nine, ten first downs that way. And I, and I think Matt Wells has done an excellent job. Or, you know, Keith Patterson really has done a great job um, and I, I, with with making, you know, just the fundamentals of defense are there with this team, which I haven't seen in, in the last, you know, four or five years with Cliff and uh, the numerous defensive uh, the defensive coaches we've had. David Gibbs never really, you know, proved himself showing that he could really put together a defensive uh, team that was, you know, just really good at the basic things. Um, and I think that's going to go a long way. I mean, we're, we have we don't have the best talent overall on the team, but if they make you know above average uh, players make you know sound fundamental plays, we're going to win games. And I think Matt Wells said if we can stop the run and we can get our offense on the field and we can break down their defense, we're going to win games in November. So I'm I'm on the Matt Wells train, man. I wasn't before the season, but. I'm totally a fan of Matt Wells. I'm totally, a, totally a fan of what he's done with this program. The discipline we've seen so far from the team, I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. And and you're right. You know, we've we've had cupcake games, man. We're gonna we're gonna see what our defense is made of next week uh, against Arizona, going up against Khalil Tate, um, incredible dual threat quarterback. You know, we're gonna see if we're gonna be able to stop the run as well as protect a deep ball. But overall, I thought we looked really good. You know, a couple of couple of issues to work out, two really bad passing interference penalties um, that I wasn't super happy with. But, you know, that, that comes with the lay of the land. Uh, it's just going to happen. Um, man, we should have had an awesome pick six if it wasn't yeah, for jumping off sides. I but. know. Also, I love the term cupcake. Thank you, Matt Wells, for introducing that to us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Like, what, but, uh, where does that even come from? Mini- <laughs> I know it. <laughs> but let, let's talk on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Bowman didn't look bad. He was 31 for 46, 277 yards, 
three touchdowns. You know, he had that bad interception, but he could have played Terrible better, in my opinion. You know, part of it was play calling. Uh, you know, he he had some he had some plays where he missed some some wide open opportunities. No question. Yeah, you know, there's there's an be some, easy one for a touchdown with Rigdon. Yep. Well, let's talk about Rigdon. He is a baller, dude. I love the screen passes to Rigdon. You know, one of them went for a touchdown, and he did those a few times throughout the course of the game. That dude has explosive speed, um, and I think that he's really, really going to be a weapon uh, for us on the offensive side of the ball. I'm really excited to see Dalton Rigdon continue to continue to contribute weighs, to this though. team. How much? 150 pounds. <laughs> That's insane. Can you believe that? A dude's That's out there insane. taking those hits? My God, makes me look like a massive pussy. <laughs> I got I got thirty pounds on that guy, man. But he's quick. Yeah, Good I Lord, know. I would, my, I would break in half if one if someone from UTEP, even UTEP, touched me. I would break in half. This guy's yeah. got I got thirty pounds on this guy. That guy's taking hits like a champ. Oh man, I love him. I think he's gonna quickly progress into one of my favorite players on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and Matt. Well, I think Matt Wells has said numerous times that you know. I, you know, I'm not to say that Matt Wells has a favorite player, but he brings up that Rigdon is the same guy every day. He works hard. He's the same dude in practice. He's never in trouble. He does well in school. He just does all the right things, and he's getting his opportunity to shine this year, which is awesome. Absolutely. You know, going deeper into the receiving core, it was really great to see Vasher get going. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have to put him down as the offensive MVP for that game, going for two touchdowns. Um, six receptions, 78 yards. Um, he, it was good to see Mr. TJ get rolling like we know that he can. Mm-hmm. So look for more explosive plays. I expect to be to see him being heavily involved against the Wildcats on Saturday. Him and Bowman had one amazing connection for a touchdown and for four, like that 40 yard touchdown. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about? That was incredible. Perfect. Absolutely. Where, where he just dropped it right in the bread basket. Oh, got it. That was pretty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Who else impressed um, you? You know, we, we we talked about it a little bit. I wanted to see Tajon Henry get a little more involved, and he did really heavily on the first drive. We used Tajon a ton on the first drive. Yeah. You know, he goes down, he scores a touchdown, and then he kind of his his production kind of tapered off. But again, that that could be uh, a product of playing a weaker team, and we want to get everyone reps. You know, uh, Shine again is our leading running back uh, this week. 45 yards, one touchdown on eight attempts. But I expect Henry uh, to be kind of the face of the backfield, in my opinion, moving forward. We know he can do it. We've seen it last year. Um, but I, I really do think it was a product of just trying to get everybody else reps. Thompson, I thought Thompson looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought Thompson looked good as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm just really impressed with Shine. I, I'm super pumped to have him in the backfield for us this year. Me too. And then our special teams, what are your thoughts? You know, I don't, I don't know what I think. Um, I, I don't know what I think about uh, our special teams. I think that, I think we got a lot to learn. I don't, I don't know about Fry taking punt exactly. returns. Exactly. I was about to say that too. You know, we, we, we see him fumble the ball and jump back on it and recover, but that'll fly against UTEP. But in, in high, high tension games, like we know that we're going to have in the big 12, uh, I, at least he's getting reps now, but so I, I'm just not really entirely sure what I think about Fry returning punts, but the time will tell as we progress through the season. Yeah. I mean, in the last game against Montana State, um, if you remember, 
he picked one up that bounced twice and there were two defenders around him and he actually made a really good play on the ball I and mean, he got like 10 yards out of it but super risky so he's not making the best decisions and you know that could cost us a game that could cost Absolutely. us the game against texas Absolutely. Oklahoma, you know, one of these big games that we're going to need if we're going to go to a bowl game and actually compete in the Big 12. We can't be making those mistakes. So um, if it's not him, who are we going to have back there? Maybe Rigdon. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. Rigdon reminds me of a, kind of a smaller Amendola, to be honest. Yeah, right? Yeah. So He's a good slot receiver that can take hits and has good speed. Also makes smart decisions. And if Matt Wells is saying that he's the same guy every day. He doesn't see any, you know, ups or downs with him. That's exactly what you would want, right? That describes like basically who you'd want, you know, uh, taking punts. So Absolutely. He's, got the, he's got the speed too. So yeah. Yeah. Moving, moving right along to our kicker, you know, we talked about it last week. We wanted to see some more reps. You know, we saw him drill a 45 yard field goal, um, Pretty, pretty straight through the upright, so it was exciting to see, you know, drilling his extra extra points. But um, we'll, we'll see how that progresses throughout the rest of the season as well. That's going to be, uh, as everyone knows, a key uh, if our kicker can perform under pressure. Yeah, I mean, definitely he has, he's 100%, so nothing, nothing but positive marks for Wolf. Um, yeah. Moving right along, big game this weekend, big game big game first real test we're gonna see what we're made of on both sides of the ball this absolutely is, this is huge for the texas tech season as mm-hmm. we could be going three and zero into conference play and three and zero into a big game with oklahoma so yeah um, i would i would be i'd go as far to say if we want to see a seven plus win season we have to win in arizona on saturday I mean, not to say that we can't get the seven if we lose and we're two and one, but I think this would, I think this game is not only just important for, you know, our record, but insanely important for the boys' confidence. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. So it's, it's more than a record. We got to have the momentum rolling into big 12 play. And, and belief in Matt Wells's you know, system. And Matt it's, it's important for the fan base. Yeah. We gotta, ha- we gotta have our fan base behind us and, and it's going to be huge if we can finish out non-conference undefeated. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on Arizona? Just, you know, the last couple games, we'll do a little recap on Arizona's past couple games. Arizona is one and one. We're, you know, surprisingly, we're two and now. They played Hawaii and lost 48, or, I mean, sorry, 45 to 38. And then they just played Northern Arizona last Saturday and won 65 to 41 and they were up 31 to 13 at half and let Arizona state score 28 on them in the third and fourth quarters. Uh, yeah. So what are your thoughts on Arizona? Have you been able to watch any of their games? Yeah. You know, a little bit, I think that, um, it's going to come down to the defensive side because, um, I think our offense is going to get rolling, you know, whenever we're in a, in a game where we know we got to produce, I think the explosive play calls will be there more than it has been the past two weeks. Um, so I think that, I think our offense and Yost is going to get us going, but we got to make sure that our defense is looking good. Like it has been the past two weeks. We got to, we got to shut down Khalil Tate. You know, we know he's one of the most explosive players in the nation. Um, never easy going in, um, you know, to, to a stadium like Arizona, they're going to be pumped up. 
you know, they're the underdog, which is interesting. I didn't, I, di- I couldn't necessarily tell you that we would be favored in that game, but we are. Um, so we got a target on our back. We're going to have to go in and play very well. Um, but I'm looking for a big game from Jordan Brooks, man. I think that Jordan uh, is going to be the key on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and we just got to, we got to convert on third down. We didn't do a super good job. Uh, against UTEP on that we were eight for 14 on third downs which on against a team like UTEP you you would like to see us do better than that so we got to make sure that we're moving the change against Arizona and just getting us in scoring position yeah stopping the run is going to be huge against Arizona just to give you a little bit of stats about Arizona in their last game against Northern Arizona they didn't have one but two players rush for over 100 yards Brightwell had five or five carries. Average was twenty-eight point two. Rushed rushed for one hundred and forty-one yards and only had one touchdown. Interesting enough. JJ Taylor ten carries, one hundred and two yards, ten point two a carry. Uh, Smith eight carries, eighty-four yards and one touchdown. So looks like they also have a three-headed attack. Um, and that's and if we let them get going, you know, rushing the ball. We're not going to stand a chance against Khalil Tate and the passing attack as well. So tackling in open spaces, getting off the field, let let Bowman and Yost go to work and uh, pop in some, you know, heavy drives against their defense um, and take, you know, I think I don't I don't really want to get into, you know, a, uh, what how Matt Wells says a, a track meet with these guys. I, I don't want to see that. Um, I want to see us take care of the ball when we have when we have the offense. Right. I want want to see well composed, long drives and touchdowns and not get into this back and forth with Arizona because clearly that's what they do. Sixty five to forty one against northern Arizona and then forty five to thirty or forty five to thirty eight with white. Um, That's not our style of play anymore. That was Cliff's style of play. Right. Right. You know, I'm looking for a big game from our receiving core. You know, I think Vasher is going to be crucial. Uh, We've seen, as we've mentioned, Rigdon uh, being an integral part of our offense. Um, Eric Azukama, you know, he was a big recruit out of high school and I'm still excited about him, but he had some big mistakes uh, last week. He had some crucial drops. Um, the talent is there. I'd like to see him worked into the rotation uh, and make some good plays against Arizona uh, as, as well as White. Um, I think that we could really get it going on, on that side of the ball. And then I'm really not too ru- worried about our uh, people in the backfield. You know, um, we have a three-headed monster, as we've talked about. I think that we're going to run the ball well. Um, you were going to run a little bit more than in years past, I would assume, and continue to do so. But uh, on the offensive side of the ball, Bowman's got to put together a complete game and, and and hit his targets better than he did against UTEP. So, Evan, what? Uh, give me a score prediction for this game. Man, I think it's going to be a high scoring a high scoring game. To yeah. be honest with you, I really do. Um, I I think that I'm gonna I'd pick Tech by a touchdown. Um, man, Chris, I don't, I don't want to jinx this. You don't want to do it? <laughs> I don't, I really don't, but I'm going to go 45, 38, Texas tech. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm got a little bit more confidence in our boys here than you do. I think we really shut them down. I think they don't score more than 25 on us. So I'm going I love to, it. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go 40. I'm going to say we score over 40 and they score under 25. So 
Or to I win love by that. At least I hope 15. you're right. I'm. Oh man. All right. Uh, moving on. You know, we had some big games in the Big 12 this weekend. Uh, let's start off with the biggest one that we were all excited for. Go LSU Tigers. LSU and Texas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. LSU did their job. They 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 took, they took the game from job. UT in Austin. It was awesome. Uh, I want to uh, let me back up. Being at the game there, I'd like to give a shout out to my good buddy Tanner Culp. He uh, he let me come up and sit in his box. A bunch of our buddies were up there, and before the game, and, and a little bit during, we were watching that game up there. So we were all excited to see LSU take care of business uh, against against the school the unnamed school from Austin. So um, it was a great game, though. It lived up to the hype, absolutely. And I'll tell you one thing, um, LSU looked really good, but golly, Texas Texas looked like the real deal, too. Ellinger went out there, and he put on a clinic. Um, we're going to have our hands full against Texas. I think we can get it done, but they looked good. It's not like it was an easy win for LSU. Not, I'm not going to say LSU didn't deserve to win that game, but Texas blew that in the fourth quarter. They certainly did. I mean, they allowed LSU to put up 22 on them in the fourth quarter. Uh, and yeah, the game, it was a great game. I mean, overall, as much as I don't like Texas, you know, they played really well. And, uh, that must've sure. been an awesome atmosphere. Um, yeah. what other games did you like around college football this, this weekend? Yeah. I mean, we can't cover everything in the big 12, obviously Oklahoma getting the job done. Yeah. Um, West Virginia looking like what we thought they were going to, you know, they really struggled. Um, they're, they're, they're looking like the loss of Holgerson is, is really crucial to them, but I don't know how to say this other than poor Jayhawks, yeah, poor Jayhawks. It's terrible. Oh my God. Poor Jayhawks. Oh, Les Miles has got his hands full. <laughs> wonder what's running through his head right now. Uh, everyone thought he was such a prolific coach. He was probably he was, a bunch of question marks. Just like, was, what did I get myself into? He probably was on a short list at tech, right? I mean, we probably yeah. were looking at him as well. Yeah. And I don't think that it's a product of bad coaching. I just don't think that Kansas has, has a lot of, uh, a lot of talent there. No disrespect to the organization and team there, but I think that Les miles is working with what he has there. And, Man, that was a brutal loss to a team that <laughs> should never beat a Big 12 team. Doesn't matter oh, no. who it is. It's like Kansas might get relegated. Oh boy, that was that was tough to tough to see. You know, it's Kansas is right now is like you know when you grow up and you you know your town plays the surrounding towns, and there's that one town that has one high school. And everyone there, like there's only a varsity. There's not like a JV squad and a freshman. It's kind of like, you know, uh, Trinity Christian tennis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like easy now, it's like, easy it's now, like, bud. It's like if you wanted to sign up for varsity, you're on varsity, but you have to go. You got to go play the big dogs. <laughs> hey, dude, I was a 323 lion, man. Come on now. Um, I was out there crushing forehands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, we got Kansas State crushing the Bowling Green fifty-two to nothing. No. Man, the line on that game was twenty-five, and they blew them out of the water. Sure R.I.P. to my parlay. I did not think Kansas State was looking that good, and they actually surprised me. They look—they looked actually really good in that game. Um, yeah. 
Baylor beat UTSA 63-14, to getting it done. And Oklahoma State getting away, uh, beating McNeese. Don't know if they might have been worse than uh, UTEP, uh, 56-14. to So, yep. Big 12. Well, Big 12 looking good, minus a couple teams, but rolling on to the other evil university from Texas, the Texas A&M Aggies falling to the Clemson Tigers. Yeah. Clemson looked every bit as the number one team in the nation. They took care of business. Oh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence looked incredible. Uh, I didn't think A&M played bad, but um, they certainly had their hands full with the Tigers. Did you catch the Army-Michigan game? I did. Was it was – it, uh, was double it double OT. overtime? Yeah, double that's right. OT. Army almost stole a big one against I know, Michigan. That was, I know. I was insane. Rooting for them. I was rooting for them. You know who surprised me a lot this weekend was Maryland. Yeah. Yeah, Maryland. The, the Terrapins looked like the real deal. I was – I'm really hoping – you know, the last two years Maryland's played Texas the first game. So I was really hoping they were going to get another shot at them. Right. Because I think they would have beaten them this year again. Did they beat them the past two years or just one yeah. of the two? No, they beat them two years in a row. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, Maryland's good. They're a good squad. Yeah. No question. Did you but, see um, any other games this weekend that you want to talk about? You know, those were the big ones for me, Chris, to be honest. I mean, I watched a lot of football, and I'm sure that as, as soon as we hop off the air, a few more will come to my mind. But those are those were the ones that jumped out for sure. I got to catch the USC Stanford game late night. Uh, USC taking down Stanford 45 to 20. Good to see Graham Harrell putting on a show, coaching. Uh, yeah, and that, and that was exciting because of the loss of their starting quarterback. You know, oh, USC yeah. still pushed through. Offensive coordinator Graham Harrell, our boy from Texas Tech, he looked he looked great. He was calling good plays. So I was excited to see them being able to progress and, and still have a, a bright outlook on this season, even with the loss of their starting quarterback. So uh, I, that was, that was good for me to see. Yeah, that was cool. So moving on to this week, uh, any games you're excited for big 12 or, you know, around the country? I'm going to be honest, man. Now that we're rolling into Arizona, that's been my sole focus. I mean, <laughs> okay. I, I, I knew that going in and, and this is, that's all I've been able to think about in college football world is, is Saturday night. I mean, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Same thing. So uh, I'm sure we'll cover, cover it, you know, next week there'll be some great games on, but I, I I could care less to be honest, Chris, I'm only worried (laughs) about our boys rolling into Arizona. Yeah. Same here. Uh, All right, man. Well, anything else you want to, you know, cover in this episode? Uh, just briefly, Red Raiders in the NFL, you know, Mahomes picked up right where he left off, looked every bit as, as oh, the, yeah. the best player oh, in the entire world. You know, it was good that the uh, the old ankle didn't get hurt too bad. I was holding my breath when he rolled it, you know. Um, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to come back out and, and still compete the rest of that game. But, man, he looked incredible. Our boy Danny Amendola going for – uh, quite a few reception yards. Don't remember it off the top of my head for the Lions uh, getting a touchdown, looking really good. Um, but man, I'm just happy that Mahomes is healthy, and I think that he's poised for another potential MVP season. Oh my God, he looked incredible, huh? Didn't he? I mean, just unreal. The one thing you can you can see the confidence just exploding from him because 
Oh. You know, he, he has Travis Kelsey wide open in the corner of the end zone and he could have just thrown a bullet to him and he tries to throw a no look pass, you know, know. get on ESPN a little bit that sails over his head. So he'll figure that out. And I think Reed will, will calm him down a little bit and say, hey, we know you can do this, but let's go out there and play ball. Um, but you, I was you, walking down in on Fifth Avenue and I mean, sorry, Herald Square in New York City uh, a couple of days ago and his face is plastered all over just just hit, I was just like, oh my God, Patrick Mahomes is a is a star. I mean, he's huge. I love and it. I, I love uh, it too. I was like, my boy, my boy's on the in has made it. He's in yeah. Times Square, he or Herald Square. He's on the front of a massive billboard, just yeah. stunting for uh, Oakley. <laughs> my uh, I'll tell you something funny. My granddad, my mom's dad, his name's A.L. Mangum. He's about the biggest Mahomes fan you'll ever meet in your entire life. He had a box of um, Mahomes cereal delivered from Kansas City, a couple boxes, and he gave me a box of Mahomes cereal to take back with me to Denver when I was in Lubbock. So, um, yeah, he's he's even got his own cereal now. From from ketchup to cereal to other big endorsement deals, he's he's making a quite a splash. Killing, bro. Yeah, he is. Are you gonna uh, eat the cereal? You know, I don't think so. Why would I? Why would I tarnish such a beautiful box? Is it is it his own brand of cereal, or is it like Frosted Flakes with Mahomes' face on it? I don't even know. I think it's called Mahomes Crunch. <laughs> uh, oh boy! But, so I I wanted to do a little segment here. I uh, I put out on our Instagram. If you guys want to follow us, it's Raider Power Podcast. Um, I'm always putting up new content on there. I put up a question saying. Hey, you know, what's your favorite moment in Texas Tech football uh, sports history? I want, I want to do a couple shout outs uh, to the people that responded. Um, we got Connor Raher here. He's Connor Rohr. Tell yeah, you what, yeah. that was my, that's my college roommate. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, sorry for butchering your name. Oh, I thought I'd better jump in before, before I got a text from him and said, you butchered my name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said, I said, what's your favorite? Remember, he said the 08 Crabtree versus Texas, obviously, but really entire Lee Jared growing up in Lubbock was so much fun during this time. Also, student section was on another level during this time. Now they leave after halftime. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of got the pressing at the end of there. Uh, we got Jake Speed saying, same question. What's your favorite moment? He said, when we beat TCU in triple OT in t- 2012. Mm. And that great I would that is something you know that's a low key great moment for Mahomes right that was Mahomes that year am I, am yeah. I right yeah he was a fr- was he a freshman or a sophomore oh he was kind of hurt that was that was that game like the daytime game in Dallas where uh, it, it was like it was just all defense well right? hold on now was that let's see that was I think freshman year for me in college I don't think that was Mahomes you don't think so I don't think so wasn't that. Wasn't that still Tuberville? I don't know. I, I got to look back at that. <laughs> this one's pretty funny from uh, Greg Barshall. <laughs> What's your favorite Texas Tech football moment? Leach locking that loser up in the supply closet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we, they need to look into that because clearly that was uh, that was not as bad as the, the media made it down to be. Uh, same question um, from – oh, boy. Oh. Cam Mencio. Do you know him? I don't. Uh, watching the Aggies lose at Kyle Field and OT on a missed P 
P-A-T. Smiley face. Hashtag Mm. classic. Uh, I would agree. I don't know. I don't remember that, but that must have been from a long time ago because when did did A&M get out of the Big 12? Uh, that's a great question, Chris. Don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> Big stats well, with Evan. He's, he, let, you know, I know. He's I'm prepared. <laughs> I know. Let me flip the script. What's your worst, most absolutely crushing memory? Oh, from football? Football. Yeah, I mean, the oh, national championship yeah. in basketball, obviously, no, will no. forever reign supreme. But let's, yeah. let's limit it to football. That's not the only time I've cried. Um, God, <laughs> dude, that, that game against TCU – Oh, the, the deflection TCU, in the back of it. TCU's oh, my ranked, gosh. What was TCU ranked? Like, number, like, five or four or something that year? And, yeah, my whole, that game, we were playing so well. And we threw to Josh. They threw to Josh Doxson, their, yes. their star receiver. No, and we no, played no, the ball. no, no, no. I'm talking about when we had the ball to win the game. Oh, and, oh, oh, oh. and we we have it in the end zone, and it's deflected. And, oh no, you're right. You're right. Oh no, yes, TCU. Yeah. We they threw to Josh Doxson. We played it perfect, and then their little slot receivers kind of came in the back corner of the end zone and caught it. I was sitting with my mom at that game, and we both just didn't even uh, we couldn't even say words. I mean, my it was stomach the, like I wanted to throw up. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even talk. That there was, was that, and then I remember as a kid. Back before Alabama was the powerhouse that they were, we played them in the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what year it was, but um, they were they were down by either one or two, and they had a long, long field goal. I don't remember how long it was, but their kicker, he, he, he went up and he struck it, and it looked like a dying duck that cleared the uprights by about an inch, and they won the game. Yeah. I'll never forget that either. So those are my two. But we oh, don't need to man. dwell on the past, man. We're moving forward. And, yeah, we're and, moving forward with positivity and discipline. Right. And Matt uh, and Matt Wells and David Yost's stupid haircut. Well, Chris, I think that about does it for this episode. Um, yeah. We'll get Ryan back on here for next week. Hopefully. Uh, sorry to everybody that he couldn't join us. But for now, I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Raider Power Podcast. Guns up, baby. Guns up, baby.